All right, I got a comment here. I wanted to, it's a comment on uh, YouTube, and I wanted to uh, kind of break it down. And uh, Ben, the spirit I'm doing this in is this exact same spirit that me and my friends uh, had and have. You know, we look, we have a lot of misunderstandings in life. Men do. About women, about the world, about what we should do. And we also have weaknesses, okay, and things that we we don't see correctly and things that we're not good at. And it's up to our friends, our good friends, to point them out, right? It's one thing, okay, if someone tells you a bunch of mistakes they made and then you just say, oh, you know, good, you know, like good on you, you know, get out of here, you know, you know, you should get out of there, you know, don't, you know, basically commiserate with you. That is not the, uh, that is not the role of a man, okay? That is what girls do. Girls, they get around each other, they get a bottle of wine, and then, oh, girl, you know, you go, girl. That's not the spirit of Ronin Man. That's not the spirit that you're going to learn anything. So I want to go through what I see in your comments. And forgive me if I am reading into things, but I think there's a lot here. And I will miss a couple things, I'm sure. But I think I'm going to hit a lot of points here. Okay, so let me let me just go in here. Okay, so there's a there's a series of comments here, uh, or the, I guess a kind of a uh, uh, dateline of his experience with women. Uh, this is a guy who's now 43 uh, years old. Okay, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. This guy's not in his 20s like in the beginning here, but uh, and so I'm sure a lot of these lessons have been learned, but it doesn't sound like learned well enough. I don't know who you're hanging out with. I don't know what kind of guys, you know, you're hanging out with and what they're able to give you, what they understand about women in life. So, you know, that's the thing. You need friends. You know, even me, I need friends from the outside who can come in and say, you know what? I think you're wrong on this one. I think you need to think about this one again and reconsider. And here's what I think happened. And to tell you stuff that you don't want to hear, right? And the reason why you don't want to hear it is because it's difficult, right? But in the end, you do want to hear it, right? That's why you're here. Okay, so let's, in that spirit, let me let me break this down. Okay, uh, my story in regards to cohabitation with several girlfriends, that's the first misunderstanding. You can't cohabitate with a girlfriend, okay? Because you have single people, and then you have people that are dating, okay? Like, you know, kind of like loosely. And then you have girlfriends, and then you have living together. That's not the same thing. So in your like opening sentence here, you're basically saying cohabitation with several girlfriends. That tells me that you never learn the difference. And that's important to know. You don't live with a girlfriend. Nobody does. That's not possible. You're no longer, she's no longer a girlfriend. She is, the camel has his head in the tent. Okay. So once the camel gets its head, you know, the, the, in the desert, right? This is from the predatory female. The camel gets his head in the tent. Once it's in there, he can he, he swings his head about and he strews the tent all and all your belongings all over the desert. So the camel has his head in the tent at this point. That's a very important thing. Next thing, uh, I'm going to go to here at age 21. My girlfriend of three months moved into my apartment. Okay. So again, same comment as before, no longer a girlfriend, but three months. You dated a girl for three months. It sounds like you only dated her. And then she moved in. 
I think there's there needs to be some, you need to look at yourself on this one. That was a mistake. You shouldn't have let a girl move in after three months. That's too early. And the reason why guys do this, I can't say for sure in this case, but is because the reason why the guys do that is because they value the woman so highly, her companionship, how she makes them look on the street. You know, having a girlfriend is so, uh, you know, in, in society's eyes, you are now, you know, you are now a man and all that. And you, especially if she's pretty, I did, you don't say she's pretty, but if she was pretty, you know, you get that kind of, and, and believe me, this is a real thing. So don't don't write this off. Men value this. I I don't think personally that's not my. I don't think that's very smart. But men value having a woman because it makes them look good in society. You take them to parties and you look better. Believe me, you do, because you look like you got your shit together. You know, some girl likes you. You have some kind of a stamp of approval from a woman, and women don't give approval easily. So. People wonder, oh, he's got a girlfriend. If you don't have a girlfriend, then they think the the opposite, right? He can't get a girlfriend. Now, whether this has any value at all doesn't matter. I'm just telling you that that's the way society looks at it. And again, it was too fast. But here's the key thing is I don't think there's a pattern here. You're not learning the lessons you need to learn. She enjoyed the free rent. Uh, no, you gave her free rent. Okay, so... I don't, it doesn't sound like you had a discussion about rent. And again, you got something out of it. So, you, or you thought you were going to get something out of it. She was going to give you sex. Uh, and she didn't give you sex. We can see from the next comment, right? So basically what you did was you traded uh, your freedom for sex. And you, the payment you were going to do is you were going to give free rent for that sex. So you were going to give up your freedom and then rent because you could have got a roommate, right? That paid rent, uh, presumably, right? So you gave up your freedom and you gave up uh, any kind of rent you would have gotten for free sex. So don't, you can't blame that on her uh, unless you made a contract with her, unless you had an agreement. And, and this is for women too. Women will let a guy live with them and then later they'll say he didn't pay rent. It's like, well, you didn't ask for rent. You, you can't, it's not fair. It's not fair to the guy. It's not fair to the girl. Whoever is, it's not fair. If if you offer free rent, the assumption is that the other person brings such value to the situation that you're cool with it, right? And that that is often the case. You know, like you'll you'll have somebody and they'll do something for you that makes you happy, right? So you agree to whatever it is, buy them dinner, you know, rent, it doesn't matter. You know, you might do something because there's some value. So I think you made an agreement for, for sex and, and this is the key thing, you're still, it's not in here, you gave up your freedom. That's how highly you valued sex. That can't be blamed on her. That's not her fault. If you value sex that highly, it's not up to her to say, oh, don't value that sex that highly. I'll just give it to you for free. You value it that highly. You're, you're, you are actively freely giving up your freedom, freely giving up you know, the possibility of rent. And she can only assume that her value is that high, right? It's like, because you're giving it, okay? The same as if, 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 if someone makes you a job offer, you're going to assume that you're worth that money, right? Because that's why they're giving you a job offer, right? That's kind of what it is. Okay, so the next thing is no sex. Okay, that part there, 
I would say is her fault because the unspoken agreement is, okay, so you lost your virginity. So when you say girlfriend, I'm, I'm sure you mean sex, right? So you were having sex and then she moved in your apartment. So she was no longer, she was now your, your semi-wife type thing. So now once she got in there, all of a sudden the sex stopped, right? That's what it sounds like. Or at some point soon after that, right? I can, I can assume, right? No sex. Okay. So that, that is not fair. It's not fair to you because you were getting sex and now you're giving more, right? Cause you gave up your freedom and you're giving her free rent. Um, you know, you're sharing space and all that. Right. And then no sex that that's not fair because it's not fair to, of her to do that to you because, and it's very shocking too. It's a very, it's very callous. I don't think guys realize how like basically aggressive a move like that is. And I, I don't know if you even today really understand people don't understand that women can be mean, you know, like that. That's the thing. Uh, guys think uh, sugar and spice. That is pretty mean because she knows, she knows, okay, you know, obviously that the agreement is sex girlfriend. And then she knows that, you know, living together is a big, every woman knows that moving in together, and most men know that moving in together is a huge commitment, right? And of course, that sex is part of any kind of romantic relationship, right? That's the difference. Okay, sex, a lot of people don't understand this, but the difference between a friendship and a romantic relationship is sexual satisfaction. A lot of other things are similar. You have very deep emotional connection. You spend time together. You might do things together. You know, you might you might even have physical affection. You might, you might hug your friend once in a while. You might shake his hand. You might slap him on the back. These are all forms of physical affection, right? Uh, but uh, sex, yeah, yeah, that's that. I would say what the way to think about it, uh, this is the best way to think about it. I, I think it's just to keep it. I don't know why people don't like to think about the simple things in life, but my, uh, at some point I realized that the difference between me and my friends, the big difference is my friends don't make me come right. A woman, a romantic relationship. Let's just make the difference what it is, right? You know, guys don't make you come. Your friends don't make you come. Girlfriends, that is sex. That's the difference. Um, because there's obviously many ways to do it. She can give you a hand job. She can give you a blow job. You can have any kind of uh, any kind of sexual intercourse, right? And those are all have one thing in common. And the reason why people dance around this is because they don't want to face the reality is that there is a big difference between somebody that you come with and somebody you don't. And that might sound crude, but it's not, it's not, it's not. This really is in the spirit of love because so many people are abusing. They're abusing things. They're, this is an abusive thing by her to do to you is, is, is to kind of promise you. Okay. Essentially you promised her free rent and you can't go back on that. You did. And she promised you a romantic relationship, which means intercourse and she didn't fulfill that. You know, that's why I, I tell you, the minute you let this happen, okay, in a relationship, it's the beginning of the end. You need, I had a rule with girls. If they were, if I was dating them, I had to come each time I met them. 
And it's a very simple rule. And it, it could have happened many ways. It could be, it could be in a park. It could be, you know, anything. She could talk dirty, give me a hand job somewhere. We could do it. We could go into a handicapped bathroom if we're busy, we're out. You know, we could do it at work on the work on the uh, the meeting room table. Uh, we could do it in a hotel, any place we could be alone, you know, like a friend's house. He's like, hey, go in there and use the use the room. You're in your car. You know, there are a lot of things you can do, but I think that I think that it's important, okay, as a man, if you don't know these things, okay, a lot of guys will say, and a lot of girls, when they first hear this, they will think that this is somehow crude um, and unnecessary. But I will tell you right now, the older you get, the more realistic you get. And I was realistic when I was young, so this wasn't something I learned. I, I was very, it was very simple to me. I realized that the minute, the minute that I started to meet her, and we were not physically intimate. Basically, I didn't come. It was the end. It was the beginning of the end of the relationship. Okay, but even worse than that is that it wasn't a clear agreement of the end of the relationship. So, just like she moved in and it wasn't clear that she wasn't going to give you sex, and it and and she moved in, but it wasn't clear that you were going to be butthurt about the rent. Those things are not good. The more clear things are in this case the better. And the reason why is because when it comes to relationships, if you keep, and this has been proven in many studies, if intimacy continues, then there is hope for the relationship that that things can get back on track. Like there might be some disagreements, there might be a rocky road, but if you keep physically intimate, and I mean coming, she's coming, you're coming, and you continue that even through tough times, the relationship can continue on. There is hope. But the minute that that stops, the minute that you no longer do that, then a very painful, confusing, frustrating cycle begins. And it's not fair to you. It's not fair to her. And you don't want to go through that. It's not fair to her. Don't do it. Make it really simple. And don't, again, you're not pushing it. You're not it's not, you're, okay, I, I want to say this is a very, actually, this is a super important point, especially in today's environment. He says, I never forced the issue. The word forced is a very bad choice, but I think it's also a very good choice here because he's actually saying what he's thinking, is he was very frustrated. And he felt like forcing the issue, you know, because she made an agreement. Uh, it was an unspoken agreement, but it was like girlfriend, boyfriend, intimacy come and all of a sudden that disappeared and i'm skipping the middle part on purpose i'll go back to that i never forced the issue i'm going to tell you right now ben you shouldn't have forced the issue you never force the issue with sex that is the that is the totally wrong attitude with sex in fact it can't be forced sex is something that has to be something that it just doesn't, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Okay. What you should have done is, okay, what you were trying to do is, you got to go back to my control videos that I just did. You were trying to control her. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't make an agreement. She made an agreement and she broke it, like I said. But then what do you do? Okay, what do you do? What you do is, you, okay, this is when freedom, okay, don't 
Don't go down the path of control, even if, even if she did something that's wrong, even if she broke an agreement, like an unspoken agreement, which is a very common unspoken agreement. And she knew she was breaking the agreement, right? But what do you do? I'm not talking about her now. I'm talking about you. What you do is you don't spend time with her. And that is the clearest message. If you want to give a clear message to a woman, the clearest message you can do is not be with her because she get women, they hear that message very loud and clear. And it is the it is a very good message, a very powerful, and it's a very positive message because you're not coming into big arguments. Okay. And again, this this is what most guys do. You might not force the issue, but trust me, you and every guy knows this and every woman knows this. You were butthurt, okay? And you were butthurt for a good reason. But in the end, the reason why I say butthurt is because of three years. Okay, if she didn't have sex the first night and you were angry, you know, you were you were boiling, you were not happy, that's butthurt. Three years. This was your active consent. You agreed to spend three years sleeping next to a woman. There was no complicated factors here. No children, okay? No marriage certificate. And you agreed to three years. That's over a thousand days. Over a thousand mornings you woke up with her. A thousand evenings you went to sleep with her. A thousand days, many times, you looked at her. She looked at you. You smiled. You sat at the dinner table. And you did nothing. You did nothing. This is not... This is not... I mean, this is so out to lunch. And and, 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 and in your comments, you're not admitting. You're not learning. This is so fucking important. You let her move in. And... The first day when she said, you know, when she turned down sex, that was her fault, like I said. But the second day, it wasn't her fault. The second day was your fault. Is because you stayed. You stayed. You shouldn't have forced the issue, but you shouldn't have stayed. That's the way. You just, that's it. And this is why, this goes back to the first comment about living together and girlfriends. This is why you don't cohabitate. Because when you cohabitate, you no longer have the ability. You basically are caught in a double bind. Once you cohabitate, it's over. Because as a man, you've already given up your freedom. And you've already given up uh, a lot of things like like here the free rent, right? You've given up the ability to charge rent because, because you didn't ask for it. Because you didn't make an agreement. Because you didn't let her know it's important. And why didn't you do that? Again, the heart of the issue, which is, 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 is not being faced here, and I think is very, very important, is that you were afraid she was going to say no. When you, when, you didn't, when, you didn't, when you allowed her to move in, she was obviously wanted to move in, right? She moved in. You didn't say you let her move in. She moved in. And you let her move in. You didn't ask her to move in. You let her. She was pushing, okay? 
It's what girls do. And you let her move in. You let her, get this through your brain, move in. Is that her fault? If you have a pet, I there's a dog here. I don't know if you heard it barking. Is old Bruno's on. I give him food, okay? Whenever, and he knows that because I'm a softie, right? So he comes over to me, right? Now, is that his fault? I could say, well, look at him begging. Well, <laughs> he doesn't beg from my brother because my brother doesn't give him food from the dinner table, right? So, you know, I give him food. And so I know he's going to beg. <laughs> and he only begs for me, okay? So it's not Bruno's fault. Bruno is an awesome dog. And people are the same. So you offered something and then you're complaining about it, right? About them doing that, taking advantage of what you offered. That is not fair. It is not fair. And you can never do this again. Never do this. Don't promise things and then blame it on the person that takes it. You can't do that. It is not the right attitude. You need, and this is the hard part, stop offering stuff without discussion. Have discussions. And have confidence. Because that is the, the heart of this whole problem. Is men don't have the confidence to ask. To say no. You don't have the confidence to say no. To say, I don't want to live together. And the reason why you probably didn't do that. Because you were afraid she's going to leave. And this is all not written. But it's all in there. And this is why guys do this stuff. And they don't admit it. And this is why guys never learn. It's because... Everything is blamed on her. You need to realize that your, your fear of her leaving you, your fear of her being unhappy, your fear of communication, uh, and I say that, like communication, disagreement, is what caused this whole thing to happen. But I will tell you, if, if I was there and I said, look, here's the agreement that I want to do with you. I will tell girls that. I'd say, look, here's what I want. You know, I if you do this, then you do that, right? And what I, I here's what I'll do. Here's here's kind of things I'll do, is let's say a girl wants to go to an expensive restaurant, and like a really expensive restaurant, fancy place, uh, for New Year's Eve. And I I used to pay right back in the day, because they wanted to go on New Year's Eve. They were sweet. They're giving me sex. I paid, but there was some point when I realized that in New Year's Eve, they always rip you off. There's always like a rip off menu. And it's not that special. It's always really crowded. The food's not special. And I realized I didn't really like it. And I didn't like to pay for it. And then, so then I was kind of butthurt. I paid and I was butthurt. But then one year I said, I just said, I, I said to the girl, I forgot who it was. It was, and then I did the same thing for a different holidays, Valentine, whatever it is. I said, look, all of a sudden epiphany came to me. I said, wait a second. I honestly don't like New Year's Eve dinners, you know. And because I don't think they're that special and I don't really care about big dinners and they're really overpriced and there's always a set menu. I can't even order like my regular, the regular menu is not even available. They have these like special like New Year's Eve things, right? With these like 18 million courses, right? And I just said to her, I said, look, I don't really care about this dinner. And I said, look, I'm happy to go. If you want to go, I'm happy to go, but I don't want to pay because it's just not my thing. Like, I'm not into that kind of dinner. So if you want to pay, I'm totally happy to go with you. And the girl was so happy. And I was surprised because I was like, she's like, you're going to go, you're going to go. 
And I'm like, you got to pay. She's like, no problem, no problem. And I was like, whoa, you know, I was like totally underselling myself. Like she totally wanted to go with me. She didn't care about the money at all. And she just wanted to go. She really, she wasn't trying to take advantage of me at all. <laughs> I was totally like misunderstanding the whole thing. The girl just really wanted to go on New Year's Eve to dinner. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, look, and she said, well, do you want to go to this place or that place? I said, listen, babe, you know, I said, look, I'll go wherever you want. to. I don't care. You pay, I'll go. Just tell me where to go. And I'm totally happy to go. And see, the tables turned because I was no longer butthurt, right? And girls, they really don't like butthurt guys. Girls like guys who talk like I do. They like guys who are clear because then they don't have this kind of like lingering thing. When, see, what most guys do is they don't tell girls what they want. And there's this lingering fucking resentment. Girls hate that. Girls hate, and there's a lot of butthurt lingering guys out there. Do not be like this. Girls hate it. It's it's totally stupid. It's very unmanly too. And actually, you don't learn anything when you do this either. When I laid down the law, I, I thought I was laying down the law. I didn't lay down any law. The girl was like totally happy to pay. And it was like, I was completely shocked because I realized a lot of things when she did that. I realized that, A, she liked me a lot more than I thought because she was like, oh, I'm so happy. I want to take you. I can't wait till we go. And she's like, we're going to go to that place. You know, I know you don't like, you don't, you don't, you don't care about these places, but I love them. We're going to get a good picture and candle and everything. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was honestly, even to this day, I was totally shocked. And, and I, I've been shocked by women many, many times. Women are not all bad, you guys. A lot of it is that you are agreeing to stuff that you're unhappy about and you're not really finding out what she thinks, right? So when I when I actually told her that, and I, it was like a real big a shocker to me. And I had another big shocker. I had a, another huge shocker. Uh, every time, another time, I whenever I went to eat with the girls, they would want to eat one thing and I would want to eat another because I eat a lot, right? And I like protein because I lift weights. And girls, they want to like, they a lot of times, especially on a... a you know, when you're out somewhere special, they want to go to like, they want to have a, a little kind of like, and I'm talking about the good side of girls. They want to like a cute little dinner with like a nice little, <laughs> you know, really like a nice little steak and like sauce poured over it, like real nice shape, you know, maybe like a, a little like heart shaped fucking rice on the side or whatever the fuck, you know, or whatever they want. You know, every girl has different tastes, right? But anyway, they have things they want. And those are not the same things I want. Because I want like a huge, like what I want at the time, I was like a huge eater. I wanted like a buffet. I wanted like an Indian buffet with like, I could get, I could eat like a pound of fucking chicken, right? And I could have tons of naan bread and a bunch of uh, 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 that uh, red sauce. I forgot what it's called. Like I, I wanted something like that. And, I, and, then, and then I could just eat as much as I wanted, have some, you know, masala tea or something. And then she wanted this other thing. So we would kind of compromise. We'd go one time, we'd go to one place. This is like on a weekend together. We'd be on like for the weekend. And then and then we had this kind of disagreement every time we went to eat, right? And it was a, it was a fair disagreement. We both had totally different tastes. And then one day I realized, I, I thought, this is dumb. This is dumb. Like the two restaurants we wanted to go were right next to each other. And all like, right, like, all right, like a couple of meters apart. And I said, I said, look, I said, okay, we've been together all weekend. I said, look, why don't you go to your restaurant and I'll go to mine? You know? And we had never been to these ones, but I mean, it was like the, our style, right? And she's like, she's like, oh, but 
but would it, we should go together. And I said, well, we'll see each other right afterwards. I said, you'll miss me anyway. And she started laughing, right? So she goes to her place. I go to mine. Sure enough, as soon as we're done, she's sitting outside of the Indian place waiting for me to come out. And I come out and she gives me a big hug. <laughs> she's like, you're right. I missed you. And we went on our happy way. But that was a trend for us. Is from then on, whenever we disagreed on food, I would go to one place and she would go to another. Uh, and it worked out just fine, right? And I had my meal. I ate everything I wanted. I fucking scarfed down the food. And and I just, you know, I didn't care about if it was a pretty plate. I didn't, you know, I didn't care about all the things she cared about. But I got my shit and she got hers. So, see, when you when you when you don't tell people what you want, not only do you not learn, not only are you resentful, but you don't have the happiness in solving problems because you need to solve problems. This is the way to go in any friendship, relationship, anything. Solve problems. And you can't always solve problems because sometimes the things are unsolvable. But when you try, you'd be surprised how amenable girls are to this kind of stuff, actually. And if they're not, okay, if they're not, that's that tells you something totally different. And that's something that you want to know too. But See, the thing is, most guys don't want to know, but I want to know. What, 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 what am I talking about? I'm talking about if the girl doesn't like me, okay? The guys are scared to death of girls telling them the truth, and they will do anything to not be told the truth, right? And just like, just like living together for three years without sex, without saying a single word, right? That is, it's, it's, it's an unwillingness to admit the truth. Because the truth is this woman didn't like you at all. She just didn't like you. She had no affection for you. And you didn't want to know that. You can't blame that on her. Not everybody's going to like you, right? A lot of people don't like you. And a lot of people do. And so who do you want to spend time with, right? But guys are afraid. Here's the reason why guys are afraid of hearing that she doesn't like him. The reason why guys are afraid is because they secretly think they have no value. See, I know I have value. I know girls like me. So if one girl doesn't like me, all my the message I know I hear is that this girl doesn't like me. Like, okay, I thought she did, but she doesn't. Okay. I am not going to stay here because as soon as I get out of here, there's tons of girls who like me and I'm going to go meet them and we'll have a good time. That's what that's what I do. I'm not butthurt because how can you be butthurt about someone not liking you? You don't like many people too, right? Some food you don't like, some places you don't like, some hotels you don't like. It's not their fault. The other people like those hotels. That's why they're there. That's why the restaurant exists, right? It's just that you, you, you're you not fond of that restaurant, right? So the restaurant's not a bad restaurant. You don't like it. That's all you know. Now, if everybody doesn't like it, then it does go bankrupt, right? Because it, it's statistically so many people don't like it. But that's usually not the case. Usually, we think the things we don't like are bad and the things we like are good. But that's not the truth. That is capitalism, is other people like them. And... This brings me to my next point. 
Uh, okay, oh, let me go back here. She had zero interest in sex. No, she did not. You did not learn the lesson here. God, the lesson. If you don't learn this lesson now, you're 43. You have to learn this lesson. And this is a painful one. And the reason why, okay, I know why you don't want to learn it. I mean, believe me, I, I commiserate with that. Is because you are afraid you have no value sexually. And so you don't want to face the truth that this girl did not want sex with you. It's not that she didn't have zero interest in sex. She had zero interest in sex with you once you were living together. That's the truth. That's the full sentence. And that's pretty common. Uh, when you live together, once you have given away, you have given away your freedom, okay, then it is, you are no longer a challenge. You are no longer, you know what I mean? Like you, you made a mistake, okay? And you made yourself less attractive. So don't be surprised if she's not as interested in you as before. Because this is a common thing. When you're dating a girl, she will have sex with you. And it's not just because, it's not just because uh, she has you trapped, right? Because it's hard to get somebody out of your house. Once the camel gets the head in the tent, you can't get the tent, the head, the head out of the tent, right? It's over. You don't really, you know, that's the first lesson. But the second lesson is, is that you become less interesting to her. The same guy. You have the same penis, you have the same height, you have the same amount of money, but all of a sudden, you have no more energy for her, right? You have to know that. When you move in with a woman, you are giving up most of your sexual attractiveness because no longer, yeah, you just, you just, it's gone. So if I was to live with a girl, I know I'm giving that up, right? And I would only do it for a very clear reason. Like there would, like I can think of the reasons would be business or, or children. That's the only reason. If you had a business together, something like that, and the only way to keep that business together would be to stay together in that type of situation, or if you had a child and you wanted to raise that child in a normal environment. I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think even those things are good enough to overcome this one. Uh, because if, yeah, I just don't think you should ever stay with anybody in this situation. Don't don't stay in a sex relationship. Go back and listen to my sex relationships. And that video is very popular with women too because it's not just men that get into sexless relationships. A lot of people do. But here's the painful thing. is Is it different for men and women? about one thing is that women it's easy to get sex so she was having sex but she was having sex with somebody else and you probably know who it was if you think about it enough because this is 21 years ago so if you think back it was probably somebody you know somebody you lived nearby could have been a family member a brother it could have been a neighbor it could have been somebody else her old boyfriend uh could have been somebody at her work uh i don't know could have been a running partner. I don't know. Somebody there. She was having sex. And that is very painful because not only were you not getting sex, so that there's a big kind of loss of face there, but also she's getting sex. She, and I want to get into the details here. She was unzipping some guy's pants. 
She's smiling. She's looking up at him. He's grabbing her head. She's giving him a blowjob. He's talking dirty to her. She's getting wet. He's fucking her in various positions. He's blowing his wad all over her face. Her tits, her ass are inside of her. And she's kissing him. And they're kissing and saying goodbye. That's what's happening. And then she comes home to you and gives nothing. That was what was happening. It's important to see that whole picture because if you don't see that picture, you don't realize the truth. Stop using words. You need to see. You, the words can trick you. You know, the words can fool you. Remember that words are just a representation of something. And that thing that's being represented is really this thing at, at stake. And the reason why it's so important to visualize it is because you should be getting that. You're a young guy. You're like 22 years old. You should have been getting that from another girl, but you weren't. And she was getting that from another guy. And that sucks. It's painful to see, but I mean, come on, you're 43. It's time to learn this lesson. She didn't have zero since sex. It's just that she didn't, once she had you locked down, she lost interest in you. You put up with it and you didn't even have the balls to talk about it. And you didn't have the balls to move out. You didn't, you know, there was no, you had no plan B. You locked yourself in. You boxed yourself in. You had no exit. And you didn't even have the ability to communicate. Now, you're 22 years old. A lot of guys 22. These things are hard. And I'm not saying that, you know, I would have done everything perfect at every age. What I'm saying is this is the truth. Okay. And it's truth for everybody. And by accepting the truth, this is how you become wise. You become wise by learning these lessons. So I really appreciate you writing these things. And then age 24, you split up. Uh, okay, so 21. It sounds like it's the same girl, actually. Because age 20, virginity. Girlfriend. And then we split up at 24. That sounds like one girl. And that's an important thing too, because if you didn't have multiple girls, it sounds like 20 less virginity. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a couple months there, but yeah, it might've been the same girl. That's even a totally different issue. I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say. Okay, so age 24. What did you do now? You went straight into another sex-free sexual relationship. So, uh, this, I'm guessing you moved in again with somebody, you know, you moved in, you didn't, yeah, you learned, you know, this is, I don't know what to say here because there's not enough here to give me what the lesson was, but this is getting painful at this point. This is really difficult. And I went straight into another ship. The good part about it is you wrote I. You didn't write she made me or, you know, she hooked me. It wasn't her fault. You did it again. I don't know why. Maybe because you were used to it now. Maybe because my guess is that you didn't have the self-confidence to talk to the first girl about these things. And you didn't have the advice from somebody like me, because I had this at this age big time, who would have said, look, you need to do this, you need to do this, right? So no one told you the truth. You didn't have the predatory female. You didn't have any books. 
You didn't have anybody. You didn't reach out enough. There were guys 20 years ago, there was a lot of guys who could have helped you. We're talking about 43, so we're talking about uh, 20, 19 years ago. So 19 years ago, so 19, so it's 2002, so about 2002. Damn, there was a lot of help you could have gotten. You could have done a lot of things on the internet because the internet was exploding with guy information back then. Uh, the best information back then was from PUAs uh, because they were like really talking about these issues, actually. Believe it or not, PUAs were talking about this stuff. It wasn't the main topic for them, but there was a lot of people to talk about that would have known a lot to give you advice. You didn't reach out to them. 25, okay, finally free and single. That's important. Free, you mean not living together. Single, you didn't have a girlfriend. And you enjoyed sowing your wild oats. Okay, that's good. Uh, 30 to 37, engaged twice, they cheated the end. Again, engaged is the same as living together. You made a big commitment. That makes you less attractive. So don't do that. Don't, don't get engaged. That's the lesson there. So just take these simple lessons. I'm not saying that they are the ultimate truth. But the basic truth is moving in destroyed sexual interest. Lesson number one, right? That was a big one. Uh, and then lesson number two, obviously, move out, right? Have a plan B. Next one is uh, engaged. You didn't understand what you were doing there. You know, you made the same lesson mistake, but it was even worse because engaged is worse than living together. So you kind of did the same thing worst. So then, now you're 37 and still haven't learned. And they cheated. Yeah. Well, the reason why they cheated is because you were, it's a combination of things, is that by engaging them, by getting engaged, you became less attractive to them. Okay. And then they cheated because they because you were no longer attractive. If you would have stayed single, you would have broken up instead of cheating. That's a big difference. I would much rather break up. I think that's a better choice. All things must end, my friend. Everything, we know that, right? And the relationship was going to end. And the reason why guys get engaged, why do guys move in together? Why do they do that? Why do they get engaged? Is because they're afraid of it ending. They're afraid. They're afraid of her going away. They're afraid of the end of sex. I think... You need to understand that sex will end, relationships will end. And by not accepting that, this is what brings the downward spiral to hell. Is You have to understand that things end. She's going to fucking leave. Things are finished. Things end. And it has nothing to do with you. You are not... It doesn't make you not sexually attractive. All it means is that, you know, she's going to fuck another guy. Her pussy is going to have another dick going into it. Her mouth is going to have another dick going into it. And guys don't want that to happen. So they're willing to give up everything, which ironically is what causes it to happen sooner. And it causes it to happen more painfully, which is what happened here. Okay, uh, the next thing is, so what lesson did you learn? The lesson you should have learned was don't get married, don't get engaged, right? Those are the lessons. Those were not learned. Because 
You were free and single and you were happy. I enjoyed sowing my wild oats. That was the time you were happy. Dot, dot, dot. I enjoyed. So you did enjoy, right? So, but what did you learn? You didn't learn. Age 43. You are now not having sex. You're not sowing your wild oats. And so you're not getting that satisfaction. And, you know, you're not, you're not getting anything. I think this is a huge... You need to learn, you're 43, the lesson now, and what did you, okay, yeah, let me go into what the, the, what the lesson he thought he learned was. I will never date a woman again. Okay, here's another misunderstanding. Date. I don't date. I don't date. I meet people, right? I take them, I, I, I allow them to be part of my life, Okay. So we might go places together. I might have things I need to do. You know, I might be going to the bank to pay bills. I might uh, go walk. Might, I do my morning walks. I do my walks. I might go eat. I might go surfing. I might go climbing a mountain. I'm going to do things. And dating is the wrong word. Just like you might do something with a friend. You might do something with a girl that makes you come. That's the way to think about it. What guys do is they they create this fake persona of steak dinners, you know, because what you tell a girl when you take her to a steak dinner is, baby, this is what I do. I, I am a steak dinner guy. I am a steak dinner. But you're not a steak dinner. You're something else. You're maybe eat, you know, something and watch TV guy. But by using the fake word of dating, what you're doing is you're... You're presenting a false persona. That's what dating is. And that's a bad, bad way to go. And it's not even fair to her. It's not fair to her. Because what you're saying is, I am another person. And then guys are surprised that that's what she wants. So for example, you give her steak dinners. And then she wants money from you. And then you're like, this gold digger. Well, that's what you presented yourself as. Right? And then why did you present yourself that way? Because you were afraid of her not wanting you. Why were you afraid of that? The very heart of it is not having the confidence to know that you're an attractive man and you don't need anything. You don't need anybody. You kind of learn this in the end. But the lesson is, is that you are valuable and that you enjoy your life. You just live your life. No big deal. You know what I mean? You're just out there being yourself. So... When you say, I will never date a woman, you the lesson here is that you shouldn't have been dating in the beginning. You should have just been yourself, whatever it is that you like to do. If you like to ride horses, maybe you could take her riding horses with you. If you like to run, you can ask her if she wants to run with you. Don't, don't make a fake persona. Because if you make a fake persona, you can't blame it on her for believing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a mistake. It doesn't matter if everybody else does it. Don't present a fake persona to people. Okay, my, when people meet me, and one of the, one of the first things people say to me, when they, when, when, like, like let's say at summits, or guys who hang out with me for a long time, you know, they, I meet through the channel, they hang out. One of the biggest things guys say is, what really shocked me about you, is you're exactly what you say in your videos. And that's true. That's, there's no, that's not by mistake. See, because 
I am presenting who I am. Why am I doing this? The reason why is I'm chumming the water for people like me. See, I could pretend, I could pretend to you like I'm perfect on this channel, that I have an answer for everything. And you would love it. Guys love this on the internet. They love guys who present themselves always and they knew in advance. They always made the right decision. This is what everybody wants. They want, they want to be sure and they want to find somebody who's very confident and always knows what to do because they're so unsure. They want somebody out there, some mythical person. Now, they don't know anybody like this, but they want a mythical person who always knows everything. The problem with that is, as soon as you start to present yourself as that way, and this is what everybody does, the other, trust me, most MGTOW channels are presenting themselves as knowing these lessons in advance. I will never do that because I don't know the, everything in advance. I'm telling you things to the best of my ability in the most accurate way I can. And if you don't like that, then please go to another channel. Like I'm not, that is not what I, I'm chumming the waters for people that are like me. People that want to learn, people that are open-minded, people that are very strong, people that are de decisive. You know, there's certain things I'm putting out there and I'm trying to find people who fit that category because maybe we can hang out. Maybe we have something in common. Maybe we can talk freely. Maybe I don't have to watch my words because I'm not afraid of hurting their feelings because they understand life is hard and they, they respect and they, they want to learn and they want to grow. And they're looking for real friends, people that they know what I mean. And, and so that's what I'm chumming the waters for. And, and that's why you don't date. It all comes back to dating. Dating is a fake persona. And don't tell me it isn't. It is. Dating is a fake persona. If a girl's hanging out with you, I went hiking yesterday. I went on with with, with uh, Rick Bordy. We went on a long, long hike around a reservoir here in Boston, and it was a much better hike than I thought it would be. I was I, I'm actually tired today, and it rained a lot. But it was. But the thing is, that's the type of thing. And have the confidence to tell people who you are. Stop this. You made a mistake by presenting a false persona. By you presented a lot of false personas here. Hey, live in my apartment. It's easy to come in. There's no down payment. I'm not going to bother you for rent. Why not? What is the fear? The fear is you're not good enough. The fear is no one's going to want you. The fear is that you're not sexually attractive. The thing is, is that fear is what it's causing all this stuff. Because I present myself the way I am. And that's why I don't have the problems with women a lot of guys have. I really don't have, it's because they know who I am. Now, I, that doesn't insulate me from every type of evil in the world, but it does save me a lot of headache. It does. Because anybody who has, anybody who um, is around me or anybody wants to, you know, girls that want to have sex with me and, and be my friend, whatever that is, they know who I am. So they, they, um, I don't know. There's something about that. Like, I, I I'm chumming the waters for girls also that that would that would understand who I am, right? Like, if I if I ever with a girl, I'll, I'll show them Ronan Man because I want them to know right away. Hey, if you don't like this, that's fine. But this is who I am, right? 
and I give them the opportunity, you know, and I know that a lot of girls won't like it. That's, and that's fine because I also know that I'm a badass cool guy and that a lot of girls do like that. And so I don't want to try to convince anybody. I don't want to, you know what I mean? And by not being honest, by not presenting yourself, you're creating a lot of problems. So don't do that, right? Don't learn the wrong lessons. I became celibate. The lesson was not celibate, man. The lesson was present yourself. The present the the, the lesson was have more confidence and tell people, hey, look, I would love to have you over, and here's what I expect. Maybe you didn't want money. Maybe you want her to cook. Maybe you want her to clean. Whatever it is that you wanted, you had to be straightforward about that. And you were not. And that and that was the mistake. But instead, you were cel- you're now celibate. Dude, you got to learn these lessons. You sowed your wild oats. You had fun, man. There was nothing wrong with that. I would say that was the one thing, age 25. You were making good decisions right there. Don't forget those lessons. Don't forget those lessons. Because, Ben, your very soul depends on it. You need to, at the same time, you need to implement all these difficult things. You need to enjoy life. And you need to appreciate the things you like. And you like sowing your wild oats. And you really enjoyed it. And maybe you would like to do it again. But you're afraid of all these problems. These problems you know, can be avoided by implementing these ideas I'm talking about. Uh, the next thing is uh, the other lessons. Here's the lessons you learn, age 43. You're celibate. Wrong lesson. I'll never date a woman again. Date? Yes. You learn the right lesson. Don't date. Uh, dating is a waste of time. Yes. A waste of energy. Yes. But I think Again, don't present yourself as somebody you're not. Going running, when you're going to go running, there's nothing waste of time about that, right? See, the reason why it was a waste of time is because you were not doing what you want to do and energy. You were not doing. Do what you want to do. Present who you are. Go about the normal things you want and have the confidence to know that many women, most women, walk away from that. And the ones that stay, see, there you've chummed the waters for the ones that actually, they actually like what you like. They accept, they like who you are. I'm not saying this is a panacea, but this does get rid of 99% of your problems with women. It does. I'm not kidding. 99% of women will not like you the way you are. But there are people who will. There are women, believe it or not, just like that girl I told about the uh, the New Year's dinner, that will be overjoyed that you're not being honest. And you know what they'll tell you? Especially at your age. They'll be like, I am so happy to go on an errand with you because I am so happy to be with somebody who is honest with themselves, who's not wearing their Sunday best, who isn't presenting a false persona. I am tired of it too. I just want to be with somebody who is honest? Who's doing this? Who's doing this? And you're like, wow, that's what I do. You know, I like fixing cars. I like to be at home. Whatever it is that you like to do. I like to travel. And then there, there you go, right? And, and do the same lessons with your friends. Stop presenting a false persona. 
right? Now, your Uncle Jack used to say, you become a real man the day you don't need a woman anymore. Sounds ironical and probably counterintuitive. So you're kind of coming across as a teacher here, but that's the truth. I don't think that's the truth. I think it's part of the truth. Here's the final thing. The truth here, uh, you become a real man when you no longer need someone else's validation. Okay, you don't need her validation. It's not that you don't need her or you don't appreciate or enjoy anybody at all. It's not that you don't, and also the word need is incorrect. You're saying have when you don't have a woman. That's what you're kind of saying. You don't, the lesson here is that you were afraid of telling people what you wanted because you were afraid of them not wanting it, not liking it. You become a man when you tell people, hey man, here's what I do. I make model cars. I'm into this dorky thing. Uh, I like to be at home. Uh, I like to eat these foods. You become a man, one part of becoming a man, not even the major part, but it's when you just present yourself the way you are. That is a very powerful thing. And when you allow other people, you don't force the issue. Right? You're not trying to force people to like you. You can't. Okay. It's when you allow people to be themselves. And don't blame them for taking the things that you're... If you offer fake things to people, right? You know, you give them fake gold jewelry. And then they find out it's fake gold and then they're pissed off. And then you're like, see, you only wanted money. It's like, look, you gave them. A lot of women would have run away if you gave up gold. Because they'd say, oh, this guy's got some fucking weird thing going on here. I don't want his money. I don't want his gold. I want to do something else. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. You chum the waters for somebody who wanted free gold. And then you're surprised, angry that they want gold. That's incorrect. <laughs> like, it's like you had a filter for gold diggers, right? And not, not, not you in particular, but other guys. But it's, what I'm saying is that filter that you have, you're filtering, right? You're filtering for people. And don't filter for the wrong types. And if you filter for a certain type, don't be surprised if you catch that type, right? And don't be surprised... If you don't like that type, because you're, you're you're filtering for the wrong, you've got the wrong, you got the wrong filter, right? Get the right filter for friends, for any kind of romantic, which I mean, like someone who makes you come relationship, you know, any of those relationships, work relationships, same thing. If you go to a job and you work really hard those first few weeks on something you hate, you know. Don't blame it on the boss because you don't like the job. Quit the job. Go somewhere else. Find a job you like. I think a lot of guys, they, they secretly think they're doing everybody a favor. And this isn't for you, Ben. This is for a lot of guys. They think they're doing people a favor by grinding it out. They're like, I'm grinding it out here for the sake of this, for the sake of that. 
I think a lot of guys think this. Women don't do this as much as guys. A lot of men mistakenly believe that they are grinding it out and that they're doing it for the good of everybody else. I will tell you, women kind of hate this. The women that I've had sex with who later told me they're in relationships and that are really angry at their husbands, it's always this type of thing. It's like the guy is doing something and he's really resentful about it. But he doesn't think she understands that A, he doesn't like it. B, he's resentful. And so it creates a very unhappy environment in the house. Girls like honesty. Believe it or not, I know this is going to shock you. But it has to start from the very beginning. Be honest with people. Don't try to... It goes back to the power thing. Don't go back to the coercion, power... And all that stuff. This is not where it's at. Let people know who you are. If you got a small dick, whatever. Just let people know. Don't fucking hide shit, okay? The reason why you hide shit is because you're afraid of it. You're afraid that she's not going to want you. Just accept that many people won't want you, right? You know, whatever it is, whatever the reason is, be yourself. You know, like I said, every hobby, every physical limitation. And, and, and the surprising thing you're going to have is there's a lot of women in the world who are going to find you very attractive. But you can't force other people to find you attractive. Hello? Hello? You can't force anybody to feel anything. Okay? <laughs> I never force a Yushi, right? And that's the thing you're still trying to force the issue. And again, I'm talking to millions of guys here. You know, don't do that. You will be surprised if you talk to women about this. A lot of guys think that they're always right and women are always wrong. Hey, go to women and ask them about this. How do you feel about butthurt guys who give you something and then blame you for taking it? How do you feel about guys who present themselves one way and then you like that and then they're angry about it? And then say, has anyone ever done that to you? Tell me about that. And they're going to tell you stories. And you're going to be like, wow. Yeah. How could you blame that on the girl? Right? That's the way he presented himself. That's the way, you know what I mean? You can't, if you're presenting yourself as a Ferrari, but there's no engine there, you know, don't blame someone for pounding it on the dashboard because they can't. They can't go, you know. <laughs> you're presenting yourself as something. And it's a catch-20. You're, you're, you're setting them up to be angry. It's like, it's like if you... I guess this, I'll end on this. I went to... I was, I was in an area of China where there was a whole town that was basically fake. The whole town was created by Photoshop. It, like every picture of the town made it look beautiful. But they had photoshopped, like there was a lake, and they had photoshopped all the buildings that were blocking the lake out of the pictures. And the, the weather was generally not good here. They had presented as perfect weather. They had photoshopped. And they picked the one day of the year was good weather. And the water was totally polluted. There was even like, there was even like pollution and, and like cups and stuff floating in the water. It was totally not what it presented. And then... I had not known that because I had just been traveling around China. I just kind of stumbled on this place. 
And I was like, wow, this is a shithole. And then I every I found out everybody was angry that was there. And then I found out I, somebody showed me a brochure. And I was like, holy shit, this whole town's fake. And then don't present yourself as a pollution-free town that's like beautiful and clear waters when you're a shithole, right? Like present yourself as a shithole if you're a shithole, right? And if you are a out-of-shape guy, present yourself as that. And if you like, you know, making model cars and mathematics, present yourself as that. Because the amazing thing about the world is, is there going to be some girl out there? Might be hard to find. She might be from the Ukraine or whatever. There might be some girl who totally digs on a mathematician, right? And 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 you have to, you 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 have to have the confidence to know that that person exists. I'm not saying that's the answer to life. I'm not saying that. The reason why I'm saying that, okay, let's go back to this, is he enjoyed sowing his wild oats. So he enjoyed having sex. So if you enjoy having sex, you need to find somebody. (laughs) You need somebody else there. You can't have sex with yourself, right? You know, you you can masturbate, you can't have sex. So there you go. (laughs) I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not saying it's important. I'm just taking what you're telling me and how to solve those issues and clear up the things that are not clear and and, the, and listen to this over and over because these are the type of things that honestly most people never ever solve. So don't feel bad. You what this what you think is scathing in this thing is not scathing at all in my world. My world is brutal. My friends and I, you would not fucking believe how brutal we are. We are brutal with each other. <laughs> and that's why we that's why we are able to learn so quickly. And I'm used to it. I'm totally used to it. So if you're not used to it, sorry about that. But here's how you learn. Here's how you learn. I am very glad you wrote this. And I'm very glad I made this. And for everybody out there, I hope... If you had any of these misunderstandings, I hope this cleared it up. Don't be blaming girls on everything. It's your, it goes back to you. Often it's your very fear. Now, here's the thing. Once you become a man who is honest, okay? Once you become a man who presents himself the way you are, if somebody lies to you, if somebody says, hey, I accept that, I like that. And then and then later, they fuck you over. See, that's another issue. I'm not saying this solves all problems. Okay, I'm not saying that girls suddenly become perfect. But what I'm saying is, is that you, you, you need to solve one problem at a time. First thing, solve things you can solve. The next thing is present yourself and be honest and have the confidence. And then when people deceive you, when other people don't have the strength that you have, and I hesitate to be too harsh. If I was you, do not come down too hard. This is the next stage for you. Uh, but once you become totally honest and you present yourself the way you are and you build your confidence up, don't be so hard on the first girl who fucks you over because you have been doing this your whole life. You've been presenting yourself as a guy that people can just move in their apartment and get free rent, and then you've been angry. Don't do that anymore. And once you stop that, 
course you're going to have anger about it. Okay, I understand. But don't take it out on the first girl who tells you that she's okay with it, then pays rent and then gets angry, right? Because girls have to learn their lessons too, right? We all have to learn lessons. Okay, this is what a lot of guys do is that once they start growing, then immediately, like, it's like a guy, he's been smoking his whole fucking life. He stops smoking and then he goes in a restaurant and, and he's like, there's no smoking in here. I hear destroying people's lungs. Now, this is the same guy who's been smoking indoors for 40 years. So, although you're going to have very strong feelings, although it's very fucking difficult, you need to have King Solomon in you. And King Solomon knows that King Solomon has just learned something for the first time. And that King Solomon cannot cannot change all at once, and neither can anybody else. King Solomon knows that he's looked like an idiot for 43 years. And he's like, you know what? If some girl's an idiot for five minutes, I can't come down on her like a ton of bricks. Because why? Why not? Because King Solomon knows that this hasn't gone on for 43 years and doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve that level of emotion. So you have to deal with your emotion, your frustration. Go out and deal, have friends. Go out and scream about this stuff. Because I'm not saying you shouldn't have feelings. You have feelings. And they are real. And I'm telling you, Ben is probably going to be just like, what the fuck? You know, he's going to be angry at himself, be angry at me, be angry at the whole world. And that is natural. That is healthy. And go out and deal with it. And when you're done with it, Go look at other people and realize that they have to learn their lessons too. They have to have their emotions too, just like you. We all get that chance. We all have that difficulty, right? And so by dealing with your stuff, it gives you empathy for other people. But again, you still have to have your feelings and you have to deal with them. And that's good. At the same time as don't forgive forever. You have to, and I would say there are different levels of infraction of the rules of nature, okay? When you let her move in and you essentially, your unspoken agreement was, hey, my name's Ben, come live in my apartment for free. You did that because of your lack of confidence at age 22 or 21. That's pretty understandable, Ben. It really is. A lot of guys, most guys do this, okay? But that doesn't take away the truth of it. But it's not that bad. Okay, it wasn't... You did it partly because you hadn't thought about it, partly because you didn't have friends that... Partly because you, you, you were... Testosterone was running high. Partly because you liked her, and that's not... There's no... It's not a crime to fall in love, right? It's not a crime to like somebody. But deception of someone who likes you is different. Okay, so here's actually there's one very more important lesson to learn here. Once you start to be honest, so once you tell people who you are and you're very honest and you show people your background and the girl sees that you're giving up a lot by doing that. You know what I mean? 
because it's very easy for you to present yourself as a very perfect guy, you know, who's got a lot of money, maybe you have debt, you know, and you're presenting, you know, you look like you have a lot of money, but you tell the girl, look, honestly, I look rich, but I'm not, I'm poor. Uh, but here's the thing. I was like this before and I'm working on this and here's where I am right now. Now, that is a humble man. That is a very kind man because you're not, you're not tricking her, right? You're not, she has every right to believe you have money. She's got, you got nice cars, right? Nice house. But you're not, you're kind because you're like, hey, I don't want you to have any misunderstandings here. Baby, I want you to know who I am. And you're giving her a fair chance. And you're also not taking advantage of something you could very easily take advantage of. Now, if she sees your kindness and your humbleness and honesty, and she's like, oh, that's cool. And then she moves in with you, marries you. And then her anger builds up because she doesn't know herself well enough to know that she doesn't, she doesn't want that. She wanted another guy. She has no right to go and just destroy your life. Because, and the reason was not that she doesn't have a right to be angry at herself or at life itself, but you were honest. You were very humble and, and you gave up a lot by doing that. And, 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 and her, she has a responsibility to say, you know what? This is one in a million guys. Of course, I'm not happy this guy's not rich. But you know what? This guy, he's got the inner strength. I'm going to bet on this horse. I believe this guy long-term has a lot of possibilities. And she's betting on you. If you don't pay off, she can't, she doesn't have the right to go destroy your life. You were honest with her. And, and so there's a level. If you, in other words, I want to end on this. There's a level of infraction here. That's why we have minor tickets, like $40 tickets, and we have the death penalty. See, so it depends on the level of crime and the amount of crimes, right? So you need a lot of crimes. You need a lot of small crimes to end up being a criminal. And then you need a lot of, you need a long criminal history to be a violent, you know, with a violent history. Then you need extreme violence in a long history of documented crimes in order to be given a long sentence. And then you need a lot of long sentences and a lot of bad crimes in order to get the death penalty, right? You see what I'm saying? There's a level, there's a there's a historical record, there's a, a level of infraction of human nature and rights that all add up to a level of punishment and a level of how much frustration you can even have with the other person even because the frustration has got to be with yourself at some level, right? So if you're honest and she destroys your life, that is on her. And as a man, if you've got to the level where this is the next step, right? So one is flying blind, promising a lot of stuff, and then she fucks you over. And it's like, who is really at fault here, right? You presented yourself the wrong way. But the next level is when you present yourself the right way, very humbly, and you give up a lot of stuff. And then she presents herself the wrong way. 
and and then she is vindictive and cruel. A, it doesn't hurt you that much because you have matured and gone through the phases yourself. So you know what she should be doing and you see that she's acting very out of proportion, right? You see that she's not emotionally mature. You see that she's dishonest. You see that she's, you know, you see a lot of things going on with her, right? And because of that, it doesn't hurt you that much. See, the reason why things hurt you is because you know, you secretly know you caused it, right? If you didn't cause it, it doesn't hurt you. And that's why, you know what I mean? You couldn't have stopped it. There are bad people in the world, right? There are disasters in the world. That's why if you accidentally back your car up and kill your best friend, you are going to blame yourself for the rest of your life. You're drunk and you back up and, and accidentally kill your friend. Whereas if your friend dies because of something that no one could have protected against, like an, an earthquake, a tsunami, you will grieve not nearly as much because you know there's nothing that could have stopped it. It was inevitable. It was nature. It was unstoppable. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't like if I wouldn't have had that drink or if I would have looked behind the car. And so that is what causes the long-term pain to you, see? So when you know that you did a good job and as you get better and more honest, you won't be hurt as much because if she is has her flaws and she is, you know, let's say she's she's got like really severe flaws, right? That still doesn't really have anything to do with you because that's that's her baggage, right? Now, it might hurt because of a lot of other reasons. Like you might be embarrassed socially or you might have to get another house and you might have to pay double and you know, there's all these other things, but you become a free man is what I'm saying. So you never, that's how I want to end this is that I'm not saying that as you get better at this stuff, that your life becomes perfect. And this is where it's tempting as a Ronin man to say, Hey, Oh, you know, once you figure this out, you will always be the master of every situation. No, you won't. Your problems just get better. They get, they get more quality. That's what happens. You don't have less problems, they have more quality problems. So no longer do you feel like a piece of shit. And do you look at life, you know what I mean, as kind of like hopeless and make the same mistakes. You're going to learn, but you will meet, you will meet people that are bad and they will hurt you. Yeah. And you won't, you won't feel good about that, but that's totally different kind of problem as when you have not worked through your problems and you are emotionally immature and dishonest with yourself. That's that's a totally different level of problems. There's a freedom, man. There is a fucking freedom in, in, in being a man or a woman who has worked through their things and doesn't have those kind of regrets, right? There is really a freedom in that. And also that freedom, other people understand it, other people value it, and your life does get better. And the reverse is also true. When you don't accept 
your weaknesses and when you don't face your weaknesses, the terrible thing about life is everybody else can see them except you. So other people don't have the same sympathy if you continue doing the same thing. So you you pay a bigger price because not just uh, this girl, but everybody that you complain about, you know, about her to will also see your flaws because the story tells your flaws, right? So I would say that as an extra motivation, understand that don't feel bad when, like this dissection, if if this dissection fits you, whoever you are in the world, realize that everybody already knew this stuff. Okay, this stuff is obvious. And by accepting it, you immediately become special because you become a man who is emotionally mature, even if you never change anything else. That in itself is incredibly attractive, is that you understand you make mistakes and you understand that you're not perfect, and that you made a mistake here, and you understand what the correct mistake was. Just knowing that, that is 80%, right there, right there, very rare, very beautiful. And that is lesson number one. Now, obviously lesson number two is, is making the changes from those lessons. And those lessons, once you've really learned those lessons, those, those future decisions and courses of action, they become more clear than you think, than, than you would guess. They become pretty clear because, because life is just not that complicated. A lot of the reason why it seems complicated is because we are caught in a fog of our own, partly of our own making, right? And so part of it is to get you out of that fog, to see things non-emotionally clear. And once you do that, your, your King Solomon starts to come out. Your wisdom will start to come out. Your emotional maturity will start to come out. Your better decisions, your better friends, right? Your better decisions in life. And the better, those decisions, I guess I should end on this. A decision is like a road. So imagine you're, you're at the, a road, and from this road, all roads begin, okay? Like in Tokyo. Every road is nobori or kudari. It's either towards Tokyo or away from Tokyo, right? Up to Tokyo or down away from Tokyo. Every train, every road. Tokyo is the center, right? Nobori or kudari. And every road is going a direction. Every decision is a road. So the first step of that road, it's not a big difference. All decisions seem the same. But you're in a circle and each decision at the, at the final point is going to be hundreds of millions of miles away in space. Hundreds of millions. You'll be in other universes under totally different physics. The physics of, you know, you might be in a sulfur atmosphere or under incredible heat or a black hole. You know, or, or, or there's so many different things. 
it, it begins with a very simple decision. And what I want you to do is realize, don't get overwhelmed here. Just know that what I'm talking about here is the most important part right here. Seeing the world correctly. Because once you step out on the right road with the right armor, with the right you know mindset, the road itself takes you in the right direction. So no longer do you have to fight. There's no need to force any issues anymore. You're, you're on the right road. The wind is at your back. And that's what I wish for you. I wished for you before. And I wish for you, don't, if the wind is at your face, you're doing something wrong. You're on the wrong road. Get in, figure it out. Take the lumps. Take the fucking lumps. Don't blame it on other people. Take the lumps. I'm not saying other people are blameless, like I said. And in fact, once you are honest and they take advantage of that, they are breaking a bigger rule than you were when you were confused. Because they are knowingly destroying, trying to destroy another person. That's at a whole other level. That is a whole other level of responsibility, of karma, of regret, of evil, right? So not knowing is one thing. Knowing is another. No more, my friend, and have the wind at your back. Thank you very much for being on this journey. And thank you very much for commenting here on your mistakes and your learnings in life. Learn the right, learn the right lessons, man. Even if you've been learning the wrong lessons for 30 years and you're so invested in your decisions, do not continue doing that. Do not. It, that road, no matter how long you walked on the wrong road, turn around. No matter how long. Eventually you will get back faster than you think to that place and walk in the right direction. Not saying it's easy, but it is beautiful. Thanks, guys.